everybody, welcome back to the Practitioner's Podcast, where we're applying Jesus-style disciple-making to everyday life. This episode and all of our episodes are powered by Navigators Church Ministries. For more information, to get connected or to find a navigator near you, go to navigatorschurchministries.org. Good morning, Justin. Good morning. Good morning. Here we go again. <laughs> you can always tell when it's getting close to the end of the season, right? Because it goes from... <laughs> I'm excited to be here to here we go again. No, we, we love we it. No, that was a good here we go. Oh, Let's that was oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. okay. All right. Sorry, I misread that. Here we go. It's like, a um, let's go, you know, in sports, they're always like, let's go. Yeah. Random question of the day. Yep. One thing on your bucket list. One thing on your bucket list. You want me? I'll, let me go first. Let me go first. Oh, okay. Okay. Go ahead. Um, one thing on my bucket list is I would like to walk the Great Wall of China, like walk on it. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, I, my I, wife I just, has camped on it. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah. Not only walked on it, but camped on it. Well, your wife has always been cool, but now she's extra cool. All right. One thing there on your you bucket go. list. Uh, see, that's hard. I don't really have a bucket list. Um. Uh, so don't. that makes perfect sense. I share my heart and soul and you have nothing. I don't know if the great wall qualifies as your heart and soul, but um, <laughs> have you ever heard me talk about it before? No. Uh, all right. So I just shared an intimate part of my life and you just okay. chucked it to the road. <laughs> um, one thing I'd like to do, though. I mean, I always like to go back to Thailand, so hopefully that will be in my future. But I've already been there, so I don't know if that counts for bucket list. But that's what I got. The Reds world win a World Series. Oh yeah, that that seems Never real far happen. off right now. Never gonna happen. Uh, okay, let's talk about today's episode. Um, we're talking about speaking of sports, defense and offense in disciple making. And I think as we jump into this, we're going to talk specifically today about defensive disciple making and how important it is, but, yep. but would you kind of paint us a picture first of all about what defense defensive and offensive disciple making is? Cause we're using these terms very intentionally and, and we want you to think about them intentionally as you think about the people that you're pouring into. Yep. So we think about disciple making, we can think about uh, two things that we need to do or two sides that we need to be playing. So the one is offense, the other is defense. If you think about um, football, for instance, or basketball, there's if you're going to score points, um, you're going to score points when you're on offense. And so we're talking about defense, and you might be thinking, well, what do we need to defend against um, in disciple-making? And we just got to consider the Bible instructs all of us to be on guard against different things, right? So love, love of money, for instance, Satan's schemes, uh, living an idle life. And in disciple making, we have to be on defense as well in terms of um, helping people not waste their lives, helping people not live unfruitfully in mm. their lives. But in disciple making, most of what we're talking about today and the way that we play defense in a disciple making relationship is traditionally just by reacting and responding. And so, you walk into that disciple-making meeting, you sit down, you ask a question like, how's it going? What's going on today? 
Um, what are some of the things that have been coming up or challenging you this week? And then you just handle what comes at you, right? And so that's where the defensive metaphor comes in is you're responding and reacting to what the disciple is doing. So what's really interesting about this idea is that it's important to note that defensive disciple making is not lack of preparation. So, so when we come into a disciple making meeting, when you come into a disciple making meeting, you probably already have a plan on what you want to work on. Ideally, you've set a smart goal from your last meeting and now you're coming in and you're going to execute and follow up on the smart goal. So if I'm using the wheel, like we talked about a couple weeks ago, then um, I'll use the wheel and use that as a plan. That's my initial pathway. But every now and then there are moments in life that thwart every good plan, right? And, and because we're not programmatic disciple makers, we're relational disciple makers, we want to be able to flex when the plan needs to be changed. So, so here's an example. Uh, a friend of mine, well, he's become a friend, a, a gentleman that I disciple, he comes in and he tells me that his marriage is not in a good place. And so I originally had a plan to talk about scripture and scripture memory. Now in my head, this is what I'm thinking. Okay, he's not in a position to hear what I have to say about scripture thinking, and it's not as, uh, as urgent as the desire to talk about the marriage. So then what we'll do is we'll shift and talk about his marriage stuff and include, now we're still going to execute the same type of plan, right? And, and this is how I do it. Um, we're still going to execute the same type of plan in regards to like, we're going to come up with a smart goal. We're going to come up with a, a plan on, on, hey, here's some action steps afterwards. In this particular case with this particular gentleman, what we ended up doing was leaving there with a plan for him to practice praying over and with his spouse. So we set a, a smart goal in the next week, in the next three to five days, he's going to uh, pray with his wife at least three times. So that was kind of the goal that we set out to do. And then we talked about what does good prayer in your marriage look like. And then we, we went from there. That was not the plan that I had going in, but that was the plan that needed to happen because of, well, because of life right? Because of life. Justin, what, what do you think? And how do you handle it when somebody comes in and throws your curveball? I know that I've thrown you a couple myself, but, uh, yeah, no, very much. It? Yeah. Very much like what you described. Um, and that is, I like how you said that it's not necessarily unintentional disciple making, um, that defense is responding and reacting to what comes. And that's, that's not necessarily a negative thing. Uh, and so uh, certainly in that scenario you described, that is the right move, right? It's not to press into what you think needs to happen when there's obviously something else that God is doing in the way that he's working in that disciple's life. Um, but the other side of it, Tony, is that, as you know, sometimes we can use defensive skills as a means to... Um, not be intentional, to not play offense, right? And so we'll walk in without a plan or we'll walk in with the exact same plan, uh, meeting after meeting after meeting. And that same plan is, I'm going to ask some questions. I'm going to listen to what they say. I'm going to respond and then I'm going to get them to action steps. Um, and that fits more of what, what I would call coaching. Um, that's more of a coaching framework rather than discipling. And we'll get to 
more specifically what offense is next episode. Um, but defensive skills are important and we need to have them as disciple makers. And so we need to develop some of those defensive skills. And Tony, you just talked about that scenario and you responded and drew out some of the actions that you were doing. But can you walk us through a little bit of what would be some of these key defensive skills um, that we could develop? Yeah, and I think this is a a really important one. When we talk about skills, this isn't just for defense. This is good disciple-making skills just in general, right? This is You're going to want to develop these and and be intentional about them. Um, The first one is listening. And, and I know that sounds really cliche. Oh, listen, I have to be a good listener. But no, I, I mean, like really listening and being fully present in the moment. Oftentimes, if you're anything like me, you come in with such a plan. And, and as we say, we're coming in hot, right? Like I'm coming in from one meeting to the next meeting. And I'm really excited to jump in this disciple making. So I'm like, hey, how you doing? As I'm opening up my book or my iPad to do what's next. And uh, I've completely missed what my guy is saying emotionally, right? What his presence is. So I want to be a good listener, but I want to be a good emotional listener. And so everything defensively starts with good emotional listening. And that's like reading the play defensively. I I played a little bit of cornerback in high school, my freshman year, and you're always trying to read where the wide receivers are. Same thing, right? I want to listen. And then the second thing is, is, um, is good question asking. Right. And, and so you, you take an emotional kind of uh, assessment of the situation and then you begin to ask good questions. Right. And that's curiosity and also open ended questions. Um, so just allowing the person that you're in this relationship with to share their heart, because once they get to sharing their heart, you'll be able to respond in a way that's appropriate to the situation, meaning that that you'll you'll fully know. So sometimes people say that they have a problem with their marriage, for example, but it's really not about their marriage. It's really about um, maybe something at work that's bleeding over to their marriage, right? And so sometimes, if we're not skilled defenders, we end up treating symptoms instead of treating wounds. Hmm. Yeah. So I love that. If you, if you're not a skilled defender, you could end up treating symptoms. And and the problem with treating symptoms and not wounds is that there's always another symptom. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So really trying to get underneath what's happening on the surface to what's causing it is what I hear you saying. Yeah. Intimacy, right? Yeah. Intimacy and disciple yeah. making is so important. Yep. Yep. So those skills are skills that we can develop as disciple makers, right? So the skill of listening, the skill of question asking, being curious, leaning in a little further, uh, encouraging and coaching. So these are kind of patterns or habits that we can develop in that disciple-making relationship that that really help, right? And they help build a relationship of depth with people that isn't just focused on content or focused on the agenda that the disciple maker has. I often say that in disciple making relationships, we have to co-create what's happening and how Mm -hmm. we're moving forward together. And so if we are playing 
effective defense as well as offense, which we'll get to next time. But if we're playing effective defense, it's a way to develop that relationship. Um, Tony, there's also, though, we can get into trouble if we play only defense, right? So if we're only playing defense, then the outcome of that, there's really a couple. So one is that you will often end up with disciples who are focused on their own growth and not focused on helping others. And so if you've ever discipled somebody and you just have trouble getting them to reproduce, you're having trouble getting them to go out and engage others, you might look at, am I playing too much defense here? Because clearly this person doesn't seem to be interested in helping others. They're too focused on their own growth. And what what happens um, with too much defense, another thing that happens is uh, they we re- we reproduce disciples who have been coached and counseled, but they haven't been trained or equipped. And so if you're only coaching, counseling, responding, not training and equipping, then again, they're not going to go reproduce. They're, they're going to love meeting with you though, because you're helping them. You're listening, you're engaging, you're um, working with them as they move through problems of life that, that are felt needs for them but getting them trained and equipped is something very different that we'll be talking about. Yeah. And I actually think this is really important for the pastors that might be listening. There's a natural inclination for intentional disciple making to morph. If you only play defense to morph into pastoral care. And so pastoral care is something that a lot of us get trained on. And, you know, I took some classes on it in seminary and what it is, people come in and they share their hearts, which is very common in disciple making. And then they uh, begin to tell you about all the things that are weighing them down or are heavy on them. Now, hear me when I say this. There's nothing wrong with pastoral counseling. I, I don't want there to be any um, kind of negative connotation around it. But let's also not call it intentional disciple making. Right. And I, I think that distinction is where we end up uh, gaining a lot of fruit in disciple making when we know that it's not pastoral counseling. So, uh, again, if you think about managing your life as a pastor or uh, a church leader, I've got blocks of time for pastoral counseling. I've got blocks of time for friendship, and I've got blocks of time for disciple making, right? And, and when I begin to clarify them in my head, it helps me know what I'm what I'm actually doing to make disciples and what I'm doing just in my pastoral role. And e- even Bible studies and stuff, I don't count that as my disciple making time. That's discipleship time. It's very, you know, again, clarity around this kind of stuff goes a long way to make sure that you're putting intentional effort into reproducible relationships. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So Tony, in your training as a pastor, so you had some of that training in pastoral counseling. Um, and I'm really interested in this. I, I almost asked a question, but I'm sitting here thinking this is a better question for next episode. Um, but I want to know in next episode, I'm going to ask you what intentional training they gave you in offense. Right. But I almost got ahead of ourselves. So, but a lot of good defensive training. We love a good teaser, right? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, Tony, what things have you done outside of um, your seminary training to develop your defensive skills? One of the things that I have done in the past is I've gone to some listening workshops that are put on in the secular world. 
right? And and this has mm-hmm. been um, this has been a little bit it has helped a lot in the podcast world because so much of what I do when I do podcasts is listen, ask questions, kind of learn to be flexible, those kind of things. So you know, between um, our podcast season two of the of the practitioners podcast and what I do over on the reclamation side. I've probably interviewed or talked to over, I've had over 200 intentional conversations. And so yeah. there's a lot of reps in question asking. And um, I, I also love to read and I know you do too. So there's some great books on the art of storytelling or, you know, some of these kind of uh, intentional listening books. Uh, what yeah. about you? Yeah. Um couple of things I've done, uh, workshops on question asking. Uh, Jesus asked so many questions. It seemed to be one of his primary tools in ministry. Uh, I also used to play the question game a lot, which mm-hmm. is where you have a conversation with only questions. And the first person to say something that's not a question loses that game. So it's kind of silly and fun for a bit. And then it gets super annoying. Um, I've done that. The, uh, the other thing I've done is I've done a year of uh, coaching training. So I'm a trained and certified coach. Um, and that's and if people wanted to get coaching from you, they could, right? They could. That's right. Yep. So uh, coaching is unregulated right now. So what I mean by that and, and the strand that I've been trained in is what's known as inquiry-based coaching. And so it does revolve around asking questions and drawing people out in specific ways. Um, but that's been super helpful in disciple making on the defensive side. Hmm. Yeah. And I, I, here's the thing, friends, is as you're listening to this and you're like, well, I I don't know. Um, all you have to do is, is find something out there that's different from what you've normally done as it pertains to question asking curiosity and, and really, um, even conflict mediation, right? Any of those things are going to be good trainings to make you a good disciple maker. So, uh, you know, I'm confident that if you are looking for a, a way to to get connected and, and build that skill, you can find one, no problem. Um, I, you know, who else has some great resources on listening and question asking? Uh, go to the Navigators uh, website, navigators.org. There's a ton of resources out there. Um, one of my favorite places to find disciple making resources is on their website, and and I encourage you to check them out. So. Today's takeaway, skilled disciple makers play defense by using life events to move people towards Christ. Listen to that. I'm going to say it one more time because it's we're very intentional with our words. Skilled disciple makers play defense by using life events to move people towards Christ. And today's action step, as usual, simple but not easy. Find one defensive skill you can improve in your disciple making relationship and go improve it. Right. Find one defensive skill you can improve in your disciple making relationship and go improve it. Friends, we're so thankful to be on this journey with each and every one of you. Uh, We love talking about disciple making and we love talking about it with you. So do me a favor, hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave a rating or review on iTunes or Spotify. Your reviews go a long way. We always read them and we love to hear what you have to say. And uh, hey, the biggest compliment you can give us, share this episode with a friend. Thank you guys so much, and we look forward to connecting real soon.